Yo, so I feel as if COVID-19 helped a lot of us save bread. We've been in the crib, so we really had nothing to really do. Harry, you been doing anything? Nah, canceled. Kev, what about you? You been doing anything, bro? Nope, and I get to save money on my Metro cards. That's that's a fact. Like, you know, you've been stuck in the crib saving up your bread. Don't get me wrong. I do see a lot of people like I, I don't want to say they've been making frivolous purchases, but they've what, been. What was that? What was that word again? <laughs> Listen, you got it the first time. Take, take it easy. All right. Um, but yeah, they've been making purchases that not necessarily going to benefit them. I've been talking with the guys, and like we always talk about, like you know, what are ways that we could make our money go longer in the future, right? We, we, yeah. We don't want to stay in the same spot, pretty much. Like we want to find out a way yeah. that we can like make our money go further for us. It ain't all. It ain't all about you know buying that eighteen. What's that? Eighteen forty two. Whatever you know. The nineteen forty two or buying the yeah, Azul bottle bad. could look pretty. Yeah, like yeah, none yeah. of that. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, but sometimes I indulge in a little Amazon here and there, online shopping, but. You gotta you gotta find other ways how to have that money circulate. Exactly, and yeah. like I said, we've been talking with the guys. I believe it was Kev. Shout out to Kev. Yeah, shout out to you. Round right. of applause. Uh, okay. Kev stumbled into someone's IG and decided to connect with the person and say, "Hey, can you teach us some of the things that you're teaching everyone on your IG live?" Mm. And we have that person on the show today, Shanisha. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Shanisha Dixon Tyrell, aka Shanisha's Changing Lives. Ooh, with the AKA. Yeah. Okay, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be a good show. We didn't even do our AKA. We didn't even do our AKA. She had the AKA ready. All right, let's go. Spontaneous cast is here yet again, but this time we come back with some informative information, some advice, I would say, pretty much, to help yeah. our listeners like know what to do with their money that they're saving right now. Basically, yes, if you're saving. Learn some, fi- learn some financial literacy. Exactly. All right, so you already know it's the shells. Yo, this is Kev. This is your boy, Harry. And we have our guest. Shanisha's changing lives. <laughs> exactly. So, how's everyone feeling? Bro. Um... <laughs> yeah, I, I need I need another source of income. To be completely honest, man, uh, I I needed this. I need this talk right now. I need this coaching. Kev, what I about need, you? I need to understand what stocks to buy because I am broke and my stocks keep declining. All right, and I'm okay. I I just been looking at the stock market and I do want to know what I should be looking into also. And I am glad that we're having this show right now because I, I, I'm always open to hear different ways on how I can make money, pretty much. Yeah. Shanisha, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm actually great. I know uh, it's been Damn. a crazy time for people, but mm-hmm. um, I try to be really optimistic with how, I'm, how I think about things. And I always try to see, like, the good in it. So I always say, like, there's a, in every adversity, there's a seed of opportunity. And Absolutely. so there's just been a lot of, you know, good things that's come out of what we've been going through. So I'm good. I'm great. That sounds good. So, Shanisha, I'm not sure if you listened to the shows before. Pretty much any time we have a guest, we ask them a lot of questions. And being that you're the money person, and I know everyone that's listening to this show loves money. 
We're going to be asking you some questions. And let's get this right. She's a financial leadership coach, correct? Yes. Yes. Financial nice. leadership coach. Let's start off with this real quick. A lot of people, I would like to say, they gamble with their money. All right? You know, go to casinos or like play a lotto. They do all these things and they feel as if the risk is worth the reward. Do you think that there's any such thing as a smart risk when it comes to money? Yeah, definitely. I like to call, call it a calculated risk. Okay. I wouldn't say going to the casino and gambling is a smart risk <laughs> or a calculated risk, but to each his own, you know, it's not my preference. It's not what I do. It's not the risk that I take or mm -hmm. recommend that people take. Um, when I say calculated risk, I'll say, for example, we're looking at the times that we're in, the market is going down, uh, where we were actually in a, uh, in a crash, right? Um, headed into a recession. Actually, I think we did hit a recession point. And mm -hmm. so when we look at that, you know, we have to look at the opportunity. I could be out the market and be fearful, or I could think, well, the market is on sale. So it's perspective. Okay. So mm -hmm. potentially, um, there's going to be opportunity. I can get some things half off and maybe I'll, you know, lose a little bit right now. But in the next two months, three months, you know, 10 months, it could really uh, bounce back and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it'll be worth it in the end. So that's the calculated risk that I'm talking about. All right. And uh, I'm going to get a little bit deeper. Can you recommend some risks that people could take now during this pandemic? You said like you, the, the stock market had crashed or whatnot. Can you recommend like what type of stocks people should look into pretty much or where they should like try and put some of their money aside to go into pretty much? Yeah, I would say um, I'm not going to give you a exact stock pick. Yeah, not exact um, stock, stock pick. However, I would say like, you know, what kind of like yeah, stocks. Yeah, definitely. Stocks. I would say um, think about it like this. Ask yourself, what times are we in? What's going on? And who has the solution to the problems? Okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if, for example, let's just say right now we're stuck in the house. We need to think about, all right, how are we going to occupy children? How are we going to occupy ourselves? Right? Um, and think about just things about related to occupying our, ourselves. Right? Um, now, who's, who's providing a solution for that? Well, technology. So what te mm -hmm. technology is out that could uh, potentially keep us occupied? electronics ipads iphones i mean or Streaming any services. any any smart uh device right yeah. um I, i'm i'm pro apple i got a uh, <laughs> everything apple right so um so yeah any smart device though right well, what are we watching on tv right cable but cable's kind of becoming obsolete so what's the next best yeah. thing right netflix right so now everybody's watching netflix so is netflix solving the problem if we're going to be in the house for you know four or five six months who knows how long um who has the catalog well netflix has been prepared they said they're, pre they're prepared with two years worth of content oh man right so you got to think who has the solution to the problem Right, you know like I watch every single one of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So when we think about that, so those are the kind of companies that you wanna, you know, what do, what do we need to protect ourselves? Gloves, masks. All right, who who makes those things? Okay. So yeah. this is where we start to do research and look at the companies that are going to solve again solve the problems that we're currently facing, and then just even and that's just not even just what we're currently facing problems that we've been facing, um, or problems problems that we may face. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that sounds pretty good because if I understand what you're saying correctly, is that whatever is pretty much taken over at that point in time or have a huge impact on society, look more into the that that stock or that company and try to invest your money some way, shape, or form. But mm -hmm. um, Shanisha, I have a question for you. For those who are not necessarily out purchasing stuff and they want their money you know some people want to flip that money they want it to grow in other ways what would you suggest for those folks i would suggest you sit down with a financial coach her name is hey. Shanisha dixon hey. <laughs> but no i would definitely i would definitely recommend you sit down with a financial coach only because think about it like this imagine there's two people that's going to the gym right there's one person just going on their own and there's one person with a trainer um that's going and they're both going every day but the person has a trainer, a professional, a coach, right? Someone that that's their mm -hmm. profession. They they know everything about this their this uh, area. That's this is their expertise, right? right? So, who do you think is bound to end up with the better results? Probably the person with the coach, right? right. Because the person with the coach, they know how to tap. You know, they can tell you about the macros, right? They can tell yeah. you all these you know different areas, right? Um, don't just run. You got to do this also, right, to target the full body. They're going to know how to really get down to the nitty gritty of it. And so you can try and do well on your own, but you've been doing on you've been doing this on your own for all these years. Are you proud with where you've gotten? Right. right? And right, if you're right. not, the first place you got to invest is uh, in yourself. And so the way you do that is you get a coach, you get someone that is going to help you through that process, you know. Um, and then that person could then sit down and kind of analyze where you currently are, what your goals and dreams are, and build the bridge from where you are to your goals and dreams. Okay. Right. Okay. Because it's investing is not a one size fits all kind of thing. And a lot of people make it out to be, and it's not right. They'll say like, oh, everyone should invest. Everyone should not invest in the market. Everyone should not have stocks. Right. Um, because they, everyone is not willing to put in the work. To put in mm -hmm. to to learn that to learn the information, That's you know, true. to do the research, right? Just like home ownership, everyone's not willing to to be a landlord, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe it's you're not in, supposed to be in the um the landlord business, you know, or even for themselves. You look at people's lawns, right? Their lawns is growing taller than they are, right? Their paint is chipping. Everyone's not meant to, you know. Even though it, it's ideal and it's nice, it's not meant. Um, to be all the time because they're not willing to put in the work. So I just say, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to invest in someone who's, you know, um, more qualified than you are to guide you. Okay. Or at least someone that's going to pretty much break down what you need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's times where you can invest in someone who's more qualified, but they're not willing to take like the steps to like show you, like, you know, that saying where they say you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's there's cases where there's people where it's like you know hey I'll spend the most money on this particular teacher mm -hmm. and you won't learn shit you just expect them to do everything for you yeah you to, that's true like you have to make sure you find that person that's going to give you advice and like you know information that you're actually going to hold on to where it's like all right if they're not around you're able to like at least fend for yourself where it's like this person's not going to be with me twenty four seven but the information that they gave me has helped me in my everyday life where it's like all right if she was here. Or if he was here, I wouldn't be making this financial decision. I'll be doing this instead of this because they would talk me out of it. So you, you definitely need to find the right teacher while doing that also. I definitely do believe that. Yeah. And I say that all the time. You know, a lot of times people want someone to do it for them. 
you need to learn it so that you can make sure that that person's not taking advantage of you. You know, that's true. Um, they always say like you got to have an accountant to watch your accountant. Mm-hmm. That's and true. So, ah, that's true. And so that's and that's important. So that's a great point that you you put together there. Yeah. With COVID-19 happening, I did notice that a lot of people now are really interested in finances and they're trying to figure out like how to save money more. Um, a lot of people don't want to do stocks, but they want to find like a, another option, like, but they don't know where to start. Is there any like simple things that people can do to start saving money and understanding? Cause like just for a beginner, cause there's a lot of people that just really don't know how to save. Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, first you have to build the habit of saving. Um, and so I always tell people to implement what I call the pay yourself first formula, right? And so with the pay yourself first formula, the way it goes is um, I have like a little riddle. If you want to be broke, you continue to say someday, someday till you run out of days. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to be uh, live paycheck to paycheck, you pay yourself 10% of what you earn first. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, be comfortable, you pay yourself 20% of what you earn first. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be wealthy enough to retire early, you pay yourself 30% of what you earn first. Yes. Okay? And so, um, you know, not to go all scripture and, you know, biblical, but when we look at it. I was about to say, you're talking about tithes. Is that what yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, you know, a lot of what I realized and come to understand is that a lot of the teachings that a lot of these wealthy people give off is is things that are right in the bible Mm -hmm. they just took it out paraphrased it and wrote their name on it and so a lot of it is is um just scripture talk and so when you look at tithing you know you're supposed to pay uh 10% first to god right well you have to ask yourself do you consider yourself a god right we said we're we're made in his (laughs) they say we're we're made in his image right so if we're made in his image, we got to be, or her image, whatever you, you know, however you envision God to be. But if you, if we're made in his image, we have to have that same self-respect that we would have for God for ourselves. We get right? into and the, so, um, we get into the woke portion of the show right now. This is third eye. If your third eye was yeah. open before, open it right now. Exactly. All right, go ahead. She, uh, she made a friend saved. in me just now. <laughs> <laughs> Big so, so when we look at it, you know, tithing, you would pay God first or, you know, same thing for yourself, right? Yeah. Pay the God in you first, right? Take that 10% out. That And, and, and you know, even though the, the riddle is live paycheck to paycheck, you start where you can start, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just because you can't start at 30% doesn't mean you're any less than, you know? Mm-hmm. It's about trying your best. And so um, it's better than doing nothing, right? So let's say you do, you pay yourself 10% first and you every single paycheck, because what happens is that, most people, what they do is they build their life and then look at their budget instead of looking at their budget, then building their life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So if you take that money out first, right. So let's say mm-hmm. your check was a thousand dollars and you took out 10%. So you took out a hundred dollars. So now you were living with $900. Mm-hmm. If that's all you have and you made that up in your mind that this is all that I have to work with, you're going to make it work or you're going to get creative mm-hmm. and figure out a way to make more money. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's really what it is. You have to trick yourself and make yourself because what happens is that we want to save after uh, we paid our bills. But then there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. You between okay. all between paying your bills, you stopped at the corner store to get some chips. Then you was probably with a child and they wanted all types of junk food. Right. Um, then you felt like, you know what? I worked hard. I deserve to go get a, a, my nails done. 
and I deserve to have the diamonds on it because yeah. I worked hard, right? And so these little, little things add up. It's a dollar per diamond. You choose to get five. That's five dollars right there, right? And so yeah. it starts to add up, add up quickly. And because the amount is so small, we miss it. Yeah. So that's why we have to take it out, remove it first. You'll realize how much money we're actually spending on little, little things um, that we could actually be using that money to build us a secure financial future. Yeah, I like tell my mama I never needed them chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, um, like real talk. A, a lot of people don't realize how much money they spend on certain things until they look at their bank statements. Like, exactly. At the oh, end yeah. of the month, when you look at your bank statement, you realize how much you spent on Uber. You look at how much you spent on Uber Eats. You look oh, at how many t- how many times you spent money at the chicken spot. How many times you spent mm-hmm. money at the liquor store, and you like take into consideration like, yo, if I didn't buy all these things. I would have at least another four or five racks to my name right now. Exactly. And right. then what you do with that information is what's pretty much what's going to make or break you. You got to decide like, yo, I'm going to fix it and like, you know, actually start saving this bread. Or you could just decide like, you know, hey, I made this comparison like, you know, that I could save this amount of money and yeah. save this bread. But I'm not going to because like, you know, these are things that I enjoy doing. Right. And I think where a lot of people end up fucking up is it makes them lose track of what they're trying to set up for the future mm-hmm. because it's like, all right, you're doing all these things right now. You're living for the now. Cool. But you're not thinking about, all right, what's going to happen in like four years? Like what's going to happen even like later, like down this year, I might exactly. need that bread. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm gonna look back at all my bad purchases where it was like I dad I need to pop that bottle that night. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Shanisha point, um, said something um just now about practicing bad habits and i've noticed um like you said chelan like when you look at your your bank statement like your uber eats and and you see where a lot of your money is going especially for eating i I realize like yo i spent like maybe like forty dollars on like joe's crab shack or something like that and if i just put some time and effort and, and and buy the the food the product that i could have went out and and paid for it makes one a way better meal and a way better investment because now I'm getting more for my money. You know, whatever I'm cooking, I could get more for that instead of just spending like a twenty dollars here for a meal plus delivery when I could just go out buy it, and it's probably half that or close to that or even the same thing. But I'm getting more out of my money. See, the thing is though, some people gotta understand though. There's a, there's people like me that actually do like going out though. I set aside some miscellaneous money. Right. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. That. That money that I know, like, you know, I can actually touch this, but, like, after after this is done, nah, you're, you're inside. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Um, or how am I so, get that money back? But um, we, we, say, we preached this on the show before. Live within your tax bracket. All right? Yeah. All right? Yeah. If you can afford it and you know you can afford it, then go ahead. But if it's one of those cases where it's like, yo, yo, it's $40 to get this shit delivered and usually when i'm there it's 25 if you even have to think about it it's like yeah. yo don't do it <laughs> i yeah don't do it it's unless like, you're me when you're cheaper yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 if, if you're if you're kev and you just go you don't ask prices you just say all right i want that that and that you don't ask the price swipe it i'm out yeah that's chill. how that's how kev chill, moves chill, kev, chill. kev that's a different that, tax bracket kev kev walks into red lobster and say yo you remember the lobster from the little mermaid I want him on the plate. <laughs> That's Kev. All right? Oh we, can, we can't live like that. We can't live like kings. But, all right, Shanisha, real quick. I remember earlier you was like, 
I can't remember the exact rule, but you said, like, you know, 10%, 20%, and 30%. Set that money mm-hmm. aside for, like, you know, pretty much your future to, uh, on how you're going to, like, you know, live your life, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you this. A lot of people have this confused. Can you tell us the difference between a 401k and an IRA? Yeah. Because so that's, diff- that's, that's one of those, those things that your job tries to set up for you. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people underst- understand the importance of an IRA just yet. So mm-hmm. can you, like, you know, shed some light on that? Yeah, I and this kind of relates to your uh, previous question where you're saying, like, what are some things that people can do? So with the 401k, the difference between a 401k and an IRA. So 401k is a retirement plan through your job. The only way you can get a 401k is through your job. Your job has to offer it to you. Um, and then the IRA is an individual retirement account. And it works similarly, similarly to a 401k, but it's individual. It's for you have to go and get it on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the 401k, it's basically a tax code that says, you know, oh, invest your money with us pre-tax. And then later at retirement, that's when we're going to tax you. Right. Mm-hmm. And the 401 the IRA says the same thing, except, again, you're getting it for yourself, not your job getting it to you. The difference is with the 401k, you can invest like up to 17,000, 18,000 a year. With the IRA, you can only do fifty five hundred dollars a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's two differences. You have the traditional IRA, which is a pre-tax benefit. And then you have the um, or a tax def- and a tax deferred benefit. And then you have a, a Roth IRA, which is an um, um, uh, after tax advantage product. Right. OK. And so um, the difference is that with the pre-tax benefit um, or the tax deferred rather the IRA, traditional IRA, we have to understand it like this. Um, I'm basically, again, investing my money. My, jo- my job already is going to hold the tax for me, right? They're going to hold the tax for me. Mm-hmm. Or, um, or if, yeah, my job is going to hold the, hold the investment from me, um, whatever I'm going to make, put it to the side for me. And then later down the road, that's when they're going to tax me on it, mm-hmm. right? And even when you're doing it um, on, in the uh, IRA, you're setting it up in a traditional manner. What you're saying is that take out the ta- don't take out the taxes now, right? Um, I want you to hold it and invest it for me for later down the road. That's when you're going to take out the taxes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then the Roth IRA, the way that works is your job or whatever entity you get your money from, they already tax the money. Right. Yeah. So your job, I'm assuming they tax the money. They paid you. They tax the money. Now you go and take, let's say, two hundred dollars and you go open up a Roth IRA at um, your local bank. And they put and you put the two hundred dollars into that Roth account. That Roth grows from two hundred to five hundred. Right. That money cannot be taxed. Why? So if it grows from two hundred to five hundred, it cannot be taxed. Why? Because that that two hundred dollars was initially taxed. Right. So that capital gains, which is the three hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. From two to five, that capital gains cannot be taxed because you technically will already pay taxes on that two hundred. OK. Right. That makes So sense. when we're looking at how we want to um, how we want our money to grow. Right. We have to ask ourselves, well, do I want to pay taxes up front on the smaller amount or do I want to pay taxes on the larger amount later? Exactly. A lot of people right. don't take that into consideration. Exactly. <laughs> I had to humble myself on a Roth IRA. I was on a at thir- making thirty five thousand, and I did that, and oh god, taxes was hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this traditional IRA, it's not, it's nothing wrong with it. 
you know, um, it's beneficial to people uh, who can't get um, any um, investment plans, right, um, mm-hmm. from their job, who may need uh, different options. And then what happens is because you're you're getting that pre-tax benefit, right, you're, because you're getting a pre-tax benefit, what's going to happen is that um, let's say you have, you make a lot of money, but you don't got a lot of write-offs. So now you're getting that, you're allowed to get that pre-tax benefit, which will make your income look like less, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it looks good up front, so you're not being heavily taxed up front, but you will be taxed on it later down the road. Um, and some people may not care. They may think like, up front, well, I need the money now, right? And then some people may be like, you know what, I could bite the bullet because later down the road, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to need a lot of money. I'm going to want a lot of money. You know, I don't want to have to worry about paying ta- a lot of taxes. Understood. Gotcha. Sounds good. I was I was once told that, like, I should never depend on, like, a 401k. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Well, I would say this. If your job is offering you a retirement plan in any capacity, uh, whether it's a 401k, 403b, 457tsp, whatever the case may be, and they're offering you a match, right? Meaning that that's free money involved. So they're saying, you put in a dollar, we're gonna put in a dollar. You put in a dollar, we're gonna put in 50, 50 cents. If they're offering a match, and take the take the retirement plan, mm-hmm. right? Okay. okay. Um, because that's free money. If you found $10 on the street, you gonna pick it up or you gonna let it go? That's true. Picking it up. You picking it up, right? Mm-hmm. You don't care if it's ripped. It it could it could be lying in all types of craziness, and you're and you're gonna be like, hmm, should I pick that up? You understand? So and um, so the same thing with your your investments. You know, you don't want to position yourself where you're not gonna get that free free money. Um, okay. So I would say get do that now. If your job isn't offering you a match in or in any capacity, you have to ask yourself. Do I have the discipline to invest on my own? Mm. Because what happens is that some people don't have the discipline to invest on their own. Um, so therefore, they don't take advantage of what their job offers them. And then they don't do anything on their own, which is worse than if you would have done something at your job. That's true. So, that makes okay. so, you know, it all depends. If you have the discipline, you plan to go and do something on your own, get like an IRA, then sure. But if you don't have any plans for that, look, it's... you. Just get the retirement plan through your job. Out of sight, out of mind. They take the money out. You don't see it. You don't really miss it. And for later down the road, if an emergency pops up, you have something in place. You know? Okay. Can, so, you, ha- can you have multiple IRAs? Uh, yes. You're not really supposed to have multiple IRAs because there's a... um. Because there's a... What you call it? Like, a, you're not supposed to have multiple IRAs. But it all depends on how it's situated because you can have okay. an IRA, uh, IRA through your job right a Roth I, like a it's a 401k Roth right you can have a 401k, mm-hmm. 401k Roth through your job right um, but then you would have an individual retirement on your own right a Roth IRA on your own um, you could have uh, what you call it you could have had one from let's say let's say you had a 401k through your job right sorry that's what i meant to say you had a 401k through your job and then you left that job you rolled it over right mm-hmm. you rolled that money over you can have that ira and then you can start a new one because now you're at a different stage in life right maybe right. you're married right and now you guys got a joint one so you're really supposed to have 
um, not supposed to have more than one, but depending on the stage you are in life, depending on the situation, you may be able to have um, more than one. It all depends on whether it's going to be solely um, a traditional IRA or you're going to have like a Roth IRA or um, a joint IRA with the, like a spouse. So so technically you're not supposed to really, but you can um, depending on uh, the situation of your life. All right. Understandable. I think the listeners definitely are getting some good information in right now. Yeah, um, they are. Shanisha, is there anything that you feel as if that you need to let, let like let them know on this particular like you know show right now, or do you think that like you know they should just if they have any information they should just hit you up and ask for the information personally? Um, I think we do both. You know, one thing I would say is that you know, um, well, let me ask. Can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Considering yourselves um and where you are right now and what you're witnessing in the world what is your stance on things like life insurance oh uh as a as a black man i believe that we should have life insurance as well i think that's that's the one thing that we don't uh invest in in our culture and i feel like we should because like a lot of us a lot of people die you know with COVID 19 we're seeing african-americans um or, or people of color die due to this um pandemic and yeah. but no one's able to pay for these funerals mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that's that's money you could literally tap into so that's something that I, I believe in now i'm actually now looking into um life insurance for my mother because i don't want to pay for that funeral god forbid that she dies but i just i, I can't i don't want to do that because it's going to set me back Absolutely. Mm-hmm. yeah um, I, I think one of the things with life insurance that trouble a lot of people they feel as if that if they have no one to leave it to or if they're not married or if they don't have a kid they don't necessarily need it and that's not mm-hmm. the mindset to necessarily have you need to have a mindset where it's, if i was to pass there's going to be people that love me that's going to need the help to give me the proper burial and give me a proper send-off at first i was one of those people that felt as if that i don't have a kid i don't necessarily need life insurance but then i realized like yo life is short like mm-hmm. anything can happen at any moment and I wouldn't want to put this burden on my parents. I wouldn't want to put this burden. Like, you know, when I do have children, I wouldn't want them to have that burden. So I was like, you know what? This is something for me. Yeah. I Like Shanisha said it earlier, out of sight, out of mind. I started my my life insurance at a, at a much younger age. And I think it was one of the best things that I did because it, it really put things into perspective for me. So I'm a firm believer in that, you know, especially coming from a Caribbean black household. Um, we, we need to have these conversations in the household and we need to, you know, let the younger kids, our brothers, cousins, whoever, our loved ones know that. Listen, it's good to invest in yourself and in your life from a young age. And uh, another thing I I think that we should do as people of color to set your ben- beneficiaries. We need to yes. say like literally set it right then and there. Don't uh, don't let people figure it out when you're gone because that's gonna be like a scary situation at hand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, have have these open conversations. It's the awkward conversations that we have now and and the the, the tough ones that we have now that make life easier. It's kind of like if you save now you will hopefully have a better life later on down the line or if you don't have a better life you that money's going to go or it's going to stay within your family and it's going to cause them to have a better life yep yeah absolutely you know um i concur with what all you guys said and i think that it's important and extremely underestimated and one thing i realize is that it's due to a lack of knowledge 
You know, a lot of times people think that, oh, it's life insurance. It means if I die, my family's going to get the money. That's it. You know, but I think that we have to kind of shift, uh, shift our perspective a little bit. And so um, I just wanted to kind of help bring some perspective to the value that life insurance can have. You know, there's two types, term and permanent. And under that permanent realm, there's different types of uh, life insurance, you know, whole life, index universal, variable universal life, um, universal life. And so with the permanent now, you have a cash value and a death benefit. And the cash value is money that you can have access to while you're alive, right? Now, let me ask you guys something. Would you want to have access to money while you're alive? Yeah. Of course. Yes. Absolutely, right? It seems like like that's a trick question. Like, absolutely. And so it's not a trick question. It's you would want to have access to money. So then if you would want to have access to money while you're alive, we have to ask ourselves, why are we not positioning ourselves to have access to that money, right? Mm-hmm. So let's think about this because a lot of times people don't know this. Um, with the cash value, right? It's like self-banking, right? Now, how many people do we know with a, a poor credit score? A few. Quite a few, <laughs> more, right? I know more than a few. <laughs> and so because they have a poor credit score, guess what? They can't do, um, they can't get loans and stuff. They, um, they can't purchase homes because they can't get a loan or whatever the case may be, right? So setting them back in that area. So now imagine you got this policy as just in case if something happened to you, you would, you know, have something for your family. But now 12 to 15 years down the road, you're getting ready to buy a house. A bank denies you, but you realize that you have access to this cash value. You could take out twenty, thirty thousand dollars that's built up over time, right? Mm-hmm. Now you take out this money. Nobody asks you for a credit check, right? You take yeah. out this money, you go buy your house, you start to pay, you, and as your, um, and let's say it's in the form of a loan, right? Let's say it's in the form of a loan. You took out this money. You're now um, paying it back through your premiums. So now, over the years, let's say you pay it back all the money. Guess what? All the money you paid back in to pay for your life insurance, it just comes right back to you. So it's not like yeah. the money's going to sell some separate entity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it That's does. Beautiful. So you just use your own money to fund your your first home or your dream home you mm-hmm. understand and you didn't have to go do a credit check or anything like that and when you pass away that money that's going to come back in the end is going to come right back to you and your family so a lot of times people say oh well you know well it comes in the form of a loan it'll affect the death benefit that's not always the case but let's just say it does right let's say that we had a hundred thousand dollar death benefit we took twenty thousand dollars to buy our home um put a down payment on our home and now we have 80000 left. So if we pass away, we don't pay that money back. Our family gets $80,000. But guess what? We bought a house. And because we bought a house, that house over time has grown some equity. So not only does our family get $80,000 cash, they're going to get a house with some equity in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just utilize that investment that you thought was going to be one for one use in multiple ways, mm-hmm. whereas you could have just have $100,000 cash to give your family, but they have no financial literacy, and so they blow that money because this is the largest lump sum of money that they had at one time. Yeah, okay. You put a roof over their head. And so um, along with having them have access to this cash just in case to maintain that, 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 um, that asset. And so a lot of times we don't understand the real value in life insurance and what it can do for us. We just think about it um, from a perspective of, Oh, somebody else is going to benefit from it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I forget which one of you said it. You know, you said um, you're thinking about getting one for your moms, 
Um, yeah, that was Kev. Kev. That was yeah. Kev. Yes. Yeah. So he said, I'm thinking about getting one for my mom. You know, I want us to think about this perspective, too. Other races and ethnicity do it. Why not us? Right. We think, mm-hmm. oh, um, we're like capitalizing off of our loved one's death. That's not the case. You know, it's not the case at all. However, um, in college, I had a friend who her, her boyfriend was Jewish. Right. And I said, how are you so rich? And he said, look, what every one of my family does, they come together and they buy a multi-million dollar life insurance policy on each grandparent. You know, obviously they have four active grandparents in the household, right? They're uh-huh. Jewish. They buy um, a multi-million dollar life insurance on each one. And when that person dies, everybody just gets their money back off of the person's, you know, death. Mm-hmm. So now now that, we have multi-million dollar into the household along with, and you got your money back. And It, it may sound messed up, but... It's more exactly. of yeah. They, they're seeing the they're seeing the older ones as an investment, and like they're not letting it go to waste. Pretty much. Exactly. The thing is that it's not that we're trying to capitalize. It's that you know it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's inevitable. You're trying to pass everyone down the is going to pass at some point. Everyone. We mm-hmm. just don't know. Exactly. And that, when they mm-hmm. do, do you want to leave people in a position? the same position that they were in hurting while you were here. Imagine people are watching their kids get killed, right? Watching their kids get killed. They, and then every day, because they had no life insurance, they got to walk past that same block, that same spot where they could see their, their kids blood stain in the floor for the right. rest of their lives because they can't move out that neighborhood because they couldn't afford to. Right. You know, that, that's, that, that, that was beautiful. That was deep. Yeah. So I just I just want our you know our people to really you know because we we do get life insurance we just never get enough or um or now the you know the younger generation is they dependent on their parents to have it for them I hear a lot of you know my clients will say or prospective clients will say oh um yeah my parents have one for me do you know how how much tough how many tough times um or tough moments our parents have been through yep right they're not gonna complain and figure it out right. Exactly. And when they figure it out, sometimes the decision that they make is, I'm going to, I got a policy on myself and the child. I'm going to cut the child's one because I think that the child is going to be okay. And when I get back on my feet, I'm going to put it back on. But they never get around to it. Mm. Right. But they never told them that they cut it off. And so we just assumed that our parents got it covered and we have to be independent because if we really become independent and uh, recognize our, our, our power, Right in our worth, right? Um, we could really make a, a big change, right? Imagine mm-hmm. uh, you guys listen to Brother Polite. Yes. yes. All right. So Brother Polite had made a perfect like example. He said, you know, if every black man that died had a million dollar policy, do you think that there would still be as much black people dying? No. Why? Because now you're messing with the insurance company's money. You're messing with big business. Big business is now going to step in on behalf of. Uh, the quote-unquote little people and say, um, look, you're messing with my money now. You need to leave these mm-hmm. people alone, right? They don't mm-hmm. care about us, but they care about what value we bring to them. You understand? Uh, right. And they care about their money. So we have mm-hmm. to kind of, man, it gets deep. But my point is, ultimately, is that we have to think on a whole nother level when it comes down to um, insurance and investing, right? You can start now, start where you're at. And that's why I said it's important to sit down with a coach because then the first, this person can guide you and coach you and show you the way and show you what may be missing from your portfolio because there's four things your portfolio needs, right? First and foremost, proper protection. Mm-hmm. Then you need growth on your money, right? You need to make sure that your money is outpacing inflation. 
right? Inflation is when the cost of living goes up, but the value of the dollar goes down, right? Inflation is currently at 2 to 3%. That means that if your money's sitting in the bank right now getting 0. 0.0025, which is 90% of the accounts out there, mm-hmm. then that you're already in a position where your money is actually dying in value. So the first place where um, I think Kev had asked earlier was saying, where could you put, put your money? To, if you want to save, you want to open up a high interest uh, online checking account so that your money can compete with inflation, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, so that you get growth. The next is safety. Now you're going to get in the market, but we're in such volatile times, right? You want to make sure that you're in the market, but you're, you're hedging against loss, but still have the opportunity to maximize the, the growth potential. And then last but not least, tax advantages, right? How do you position your money now so that you're not being taxed as much? Those are the four key things your portfolio needs to cover. If your portfolio is not covering that, you do not have a solid portfolio. So Nice. That's that's definitely good information for us to know. I felt like I got put on game today. Yes, me too. Definitely. 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 I took a a lot away from from this, man. Um, Absolutely super informative, um, the information. Was super clear. I love it. I, I'm I'm gonna make some changes around in my life too. So um, I'm gonna definitely come back around and and ask you for some more advice later on down the line. And, yeah. and in order for our our listeners to ask for that information, where can they find you, Shanisha? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Shanisha's Changing Lives, or on Facebook at Shanisha Dixon Tyrell, on LinkedIn Shanisha Dixon Tyrell. Um, yeah, but I'm Instagram is mostly it. Uh, Shanisha's Changing Lives. So that's S-H-A-N-I-S-H-A-S, Changing Lives. All right. We'll definitely, we'll definitely tag that in the, um, the podcast description for the people that want to reach out to you. Um, we definitely appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us right now and, like, you yes. know, just getting this information out for us. Like, you know, we definitely needed a show like this to let the listeners know that we think about everyone and not just ourselves and we want everyone to pretty much eat with us let's build that generational wealth man that's it exactly yeah. like that that's what Absolutely. we're trying to do and if whatever whatever way we can like spread info, info we're gonna do it let's let's have that money circulate several times before we let it out exactly absolutely like i said one more time thanks again shanisha Kev, Harry, did y'all learn? Yeah, man. Uh, definitely. Good. Learned a lot. Thank, thanks, Shane Easter, for stopping by the show today, man. We appreciate you so much. Yes. No, thank you for thank having you. me. Yeah, thank you even for answering the Instagram. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for joining me. All right. And this is Spontaneous Cast, and we out of here.